Welcome back, my button mashers. It is once again Nate's Legend here. Um, and today I'm actually joined by Scott. Mr. Uh, that's uh, what, Bail and On? Is that how you say that? That close enough. Close enough. How would you say it? I'd say it the same way. The same way. All right. <laughs> Bail yeah, and all right. On. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Well, Scott, Scott and I have known each other for a while. Uh, we're going to be talking about squadrons today, and we were talking uh, a little bit before, throughout the week, really, um, just about the game. And so I wanted to bring bring you on here. Other than squadrons that we'll be talking about today, what, what else are you playing? Uh, I'm always playing Dark Souls 3 or Bloodborne. Uh, I love to play things like Total War, Stellaris, Civilization, big RTS and RPG players. So those are usually what I got going on rotation. Fair enough. Fair enough. Now, uh, you you mentioned RPGs. Have you had a chance to check? I I wouldn't classify it as a full RPG. I think they they called it an RPG light. But uh, the new Assassin's Creed game, Valhalla. Check that out. I haven't. I haven't. I'm waiting to get a PS5 before I play Valhalla. But if it's anything like Odyssey, I loved Odyssey. It was one of my favorite Assassin's Creed. Like I I really loved the first and second Assassin's Creed. And then there were quite a few in the entries. That's like the quality dipped. And mm -hmm. then Odyssey was way better. So if any, if it's anything like Odyssey, I'm very excited. Fair enough, fair. and it, it's I would put it up there with Odyssey. I've I've had a chance to look at all of them now since the when we talked about Valhalla. So, all right, fair enough, fair enough. I just wanted to kind of let let people know what you were playing there. Now, before the uh, the show, as we were kind of kind of talking, um, I gave you an, uh, a question. I'm gonna yep. go ahead and ask everyone, but this way you could uh, you could get, come up with a good answer. So. The question that I posed to you is, if you could have any game from any era remade to be 2020 next-gen compatible, what game would it be, why, and if you had to make any changes to make the game more modern, what changes would those be? Uh, so this was a super easy question for me. Uh, Legend of Dragoon uh, is a late 90s PS1 era Japanese role-playing game. Uh, it's basically kind of high fantasy, you know, you go out, you have to stop the world from getting destroyed. You get the powers of dragons you become like this cool armored dragon knight. And it was one of my favorite RPGs as a kid. Final fantasy is my favorite video game series of all time. And so it was just kind of a step down from there for me, but mm. still an, an amazing game. Uh, why I would want it remade one. I mean, graphical updates are always amazing. Uh, okay. and I'm super happy with that Two. You just can't find it. Um, I was kind of an idiot. And when I was a teenager, I wanted some extra money. And I sold like all of my old consoles. Oh, I sold my no. PlayStation 1. I sold two N64s and NES and SNES. And then as a oh, nostalgic no. adult, I'm kicking myself because I was like, I really wish yeah. I still had those. <laughs> my heart hurts for <laughs> yeah. you, bro. That's, and, that's rough. And so I found, oh. so I, it's one of those things where I'd have to go buy a PS1 and buy that game again because I, I sold them both, which like I could do, but um, you know, it's kind of a lot there. I mean, there you go. There you go. I um, happen, to a, happen to have an extra one laying around. Anyway, <laughs> go ahead. Anyway, um, But I, you know, I've always hoped that it would come out on like the PlayStation network or they would do a remaster. I think they even did one for PS3, mm -hmm. like, you know, 10 years ago, but um, it's just one of the things where every, every like six months, I'm just like, you know, I'd really love to play that game again. And, and uh, you know, it'd be, you know, they talk about like, oh, would you want to change any of these things, mechanics? I'm like, no, I kind of really just want like a remake with the like same systems mm -hmm. and the same stuff because like that's what you really enjoyed. And it but I also nostalgia, yeah, yeah. But I also wouldn't be opposed to something like akin to the Final Fantasy VII remake because mm -hmm. that was so good. 
Mm-hmm. And it and it's one of those things where it's not just, you know, a carbon copy. It's something you can enjoy on its own and has its own merit. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that that's definitely in my game that I would have remade. Gotcha. Well, I dig it. That's a great choice. And yeah, you were real quick to answer that <laughs> when I asked it before. So it sounds like you've had that on your mind for for a while, yeah? Yeah. I mean, that's uh no one else will understand this but me and Nate, but that's a Gajeski answer. That yes. Yes. I uh, speaking of which, that's uh, be another great person to bring on. I'd love Do to bring it. them on. Um anyway, we'll we'll cross that bridge down the road here. <laughs> They will. Well, I'm sure they'd like that. Right. Uh, but a couple things just in the news. Nothing too awfully major. We got Cyberpunk 2077 coming out. If it's not already out, it's coming out tonight. It's kind of coming out tomorrow. Some people have it. Some people don't. It's today, though. Yeah. With a huge day one patch. Huge. Yeah. It, I, I actually hadn't. Oh, I hadn't had a chance to check out the patch. What, uh, what did they have to do already? Uh, so I'm not sure exactly what they're patching, but the day one patch they've said is the size of a full game in terms of its data. So it's, I'm assuming it's probably bug fixes and quality of life stuff. Uh, yeah. But it's, it's definitely giving people like, oh, great. This is going to delay me playing this game even longer. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm really hoping that, uh, that they don't have any major issues. Like you have pushed it back enough at this point in time that you better not have any issues. Like that you specifically requested that time so that you wouldn't. And I feel like once you've set that expectation after such a long extension, you kind of have to, same's going to go for halo. And we'll talk about that here in a minute, but you're going to push a game back that far. You better come to deliver. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Though, I, I, there is part of me that's just like, hey, you guys can wait. I waited 10 years for Kingdom Hearts 3. You'll be fine. Right. <laughs> Fair. Actually, no, uh, I, think, I think it was more like 13 years. So. It, it, was a, it was a while. I, and uh, yeah, I guess we're only waiting. I mean, we're, we're at what, about a year now on yeah, Cyberpunk? It was a year. Yeah. From about announced, a year. Like, I think the delay, because it wasn't supposed to come out in like March or April of yeah. this year. And so, so really, it's only a six month, seven month delay. So. Yeah, whereas, I mean, Halo is getting a straight-up at least year's delay because it was supposed to be out fall this year, and it's... Yep. We'll cross that bridge. Nonetheless, uh, Kratos and The Mandalorian both coming to Fortnite. I don't know if they're coming, if they're in. I don't know. It's Fortnite. But, hey, there you go. Uh, Speaking of Kratos, though, the director of God of War, uh, Corey Barlog, said that he wants to see a Mandalorian game. Now that they have both of them up on Fortnite... I vote he directs it. I loved God of War. Did you, did you have I, a chance? The new God of War is one, is probably my favorite in this series. I play, I've played every game in that series, and uh, one of the problems that I always had was it was kind of like just kind of like violence porn. Yeah. But the new one, not only is it super fun mechanics and a super great story, but it also is like really compelling and something you can get into mm-hmm. without feeling like you're kind of gross. Yeah, and even even just walking around, like you at least have a mirror that's talking to you, and like you you have these things that make that trip more enjoyable. Uh, to the point that, yeah, I mean, if if we're gonna get anybody to direct this this game, this Mandalorian game with this concept, yeah, why not? Why not the director of God of War, who created an amazing world, amazing gameplay, and yeah, did take the he he added more story and less violence to absolutely. Create. Yeah, and there's still plenty of violence. Oh, um, you're you're welcome. You're, you're welcome yeah. to it, but you, you don't get, have to you get a whole array of violence. You get to choose your violence. <laughs> exactly. Um, let's see. Prince of Persia: Sands of Time remake has been delayed as well. This, uh, I mean, 
really it comes down to at this point, COVID's just going to delay everything. I don't expect anything to come out on time. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, but that's been pushed back from January 21st back to March 18th. So it's only a couple months. Doesn't seem like a big deal. Uh, Game Pass was announced. Uh, so Xbox Game Pass was announced for iOS coming in spring of 2021. And Destiny 2 also announced they are going cross-platform in 2021. Uh, I didn't see an, ex an exact date, but if you happen to know anything about that, that's coming. We'll probably have to discuss that on the next yep. Destiny episode here. But as I mentioned, we'll get to it. Halo. We finally received an update on Halo after they refused to say anything and admitted that they were refusing to say something. We finally have an update. And... It's mixed. Have you have you seen the update? What all's coming along with it? I haven't seen all what's coming with it. I just know that there was it was delayed from fall. That's all I yeah. heard. So we're down to fall of 2021. But uh, a couple of the bigger things that they announced during this, and I skimmed. I'm going to be honest. I got ADHD, and I I cannot focus on reading a. Uh, it's like a script. It's an interview. I don't want to read an interview. <laughs> like let me listen to the interview. You yeah. know. Anyway, nonetheless, that's not here nor there. Uh, Infinite multiplayer is going to be free to play. Um, we are getting microtransactions, but no loot boxes, which upsets me a little bit. Yeah, um, they're wanting to open up customization of the game. Uh, you're gonna have way more uh, beyond just the the skins that they offered um, or the templates, or whatever it is that they that they kind of announced already with uh, Halo Four. But um, you're getting full customization from what I was saying. So it should be really fun to get back into the, into that. But the biggest update was, this was actually telling us about the graphics. So, yeah, which was the big complaint and probably mm -hmm. most of the reason why people want it delayed, which mm -hmm. when the trailer came out, like, I mean, I, I love nice graphics as much as anybody. I thought they kind of looked okay, but they kind of looked regular gen, right? They, they looked yeah. like something you'd expect on the Xbox one or the PS4, not something you'd, you'd see next gen. Yeah, exactly. And as I put the pictures up here on the screen that I, I just pulled directly from that that report, this feels next gen, especially this picture. If you actually get the chance to go in and look at this, it is, it's gorgeous. In my mind, this looks next gen. I just hope the gameplay can transition. Like a still shot's one thing, but yeah. you know, you can, you can fake 120 frames per second for 30 seconds while you get a screenshot like yeah i mean you can make anything look amazing but if you want it to mm -hmm. run at 30 fps 60 F, like if you want mm -hmm. to run it at that fidelity that's a whole other story exactly it's uh we're gonna go ahead and move us back over here there we go beautiful so yeah i agree i mean when it comes down to i'm worried about the size running everything that smoothly um, but I guess it's it's a next gen console game, so it's gotta have something to to curb that a little bit, yeah. Yeah, I mean mostly. So I I'm not an Xbox person. Like no hate. Like they're great consoles, yeah. but I've just found that there's not enough games that I really care about to justify buying two different mm -hmm. consoles and maintaining a good gaming rig on my PC. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that they're going to to release it for both Xbox and PC has been huge for me. Yeah. I just bought the whole Master Chief collection. Nice. Because um, I really like the Halo games, but yeah. I never bought I mean, an Xbox One. They just got Halo 4 uh, into I, at least the Master Chief collection. So. They did. So And on Steam, it was like 
40 bucks for, yeah, like, it's, for all it's, five games so yeah i mean you can get run a brand new star wars squadron game runs you about 40 bucks right now without any black yeah. friday deals so i mean you're getting a great deal that many games for 40 bucks yeah and you know if you're my age which is almost 30 uh then you know those are the games you grew up with and mm-hmm. you know you remember like just shooting your friends in banshees when you're like 12 years old and yeah. so you know yeah. uh, like it's a great thing to revisit and i'm really happy that it's you know ported to pc yeah it's i'm so glad that they decided to go that route and they've announced i, I mean i've kind of talked about it in other shows but they've really announced that the game pass is the direction they're going like yeah sure here's the xbox series x but like here's game pass this is what right. you want because we want to get our games and our our pass on every console we don't care how you're playing as long as you're playing our stuff like they made it yeah. very clear that uh yeah that they, they they're not worried if the xbox one x sells or series X. yeah sells. well i mean and that's the thing microsoft doesn't need the money they they really don't and uh they weren't gonna win the console war they've no. they've kind of been losing for a while and yeah. so if they can just increase their revenue streams elsewhere like and I'm not, I'm not going to object to that. Exactly. If that's what gets them the direction that, that we need to go to make this happen. But Game Pass, and I'm not sponsored by Game Pass here, and I talk about it a lot, but I love Game Pass. I am fairly broke. I mean, at the end of the day, I can't go out buying all the new games. So having about 50% of those games going on to Game Pass has been tremendous. And I can just try any new game I want, and it's... And they have EA Play now too. So, yeah. and there's no risk. That's the thing yeah. is that you know I remember you know having a very visceral experience. I used to like you know rent a lot of games back when blockbusters and Hollywood videos mm-hmm. existed. Yeah. That was the best and then, way right, and then you know they go away, and it's like okay, well I'm buying these games, and it's like great, I, this game's so fun. Five hours later, oh it's done, and there's no multiplayer, and there's no real replayability. It's like mm-hmm. I spent sixty dollars on this game for five hours, and then on this game I spent. 150 hours for the same amount of money so Mm -hmm. like you're kind of wasting your money so being able to just try a game without having Mm -hmm. to worry about wasting all this money you're going to be playing a lot more games oh absolutely and i found i found so many games just small little games that i've just i enjoy hopping on from time to time i found a golf game that i enjoy i found like a little race car game that (laughs) that's on there that i enjoy like it's stupid things like that but it's at your fingertips and it's 15 bucks a month and you're not spending 60 bucks every two weeks to buy the the latest and greatest. So yeah, absolutely. It's been, it's, it's been good. And I agree. I'm, I'm glad that it's, it's coming there and that it's coming to the, uh, that Halo is coming to the PC. So should be good. Should be exciting, but let's yeah. go ahead and move on to our main topic today. Star Wars squadrons. All right. So not much concerning the game itself and development. There weren't any real tie-ups that I could find. Nothing that like set the game back. No. Yeah. Well, it, it kind of came out of nowhere. You know, we got did, a trailer. Yeah. We got a trailer drop, and we're like, "What the hell is this?" You know. And it's like, "Oh, this is awesome. This is you know squadron combat." But then it's mm-hmm. EA, and you know. Yeah. I mean, EA won a lot of clout and won a lot of like love for Fallen Order. Because it didn't have any of their BS that they usually do, mm-hmm. but but you still have Battlefront two and like how like negative that felt, uh, even with it's being fixed now. Like and Ab- so absolutely. we had no idea. Uh, the cool part about that really, and, and since you bring it up, so the game was actually developed by Motive Studios. 
um, published by EA, but it was developed by by Motive. Uh, Motive worked on Battlefront Two with um, I forget who who Dice uh, Dice. Yeah, they actually worked on on this together, so they knew what EA was looking for in a game, and that's what kind of worried me when it first released. Was like, okay, if this company that's been working on a crap game is now making another game, like, is it just going to be another crap game? Yeah, but. I, I I don't know. I we'll, we'll kind of get into our opinions on it, but um, ultimately, you just you play as a first person. It's a first person view. You play as a pilot, alternating between Empire pilot and uh, Rebel pilot. Um, let's see. So because it's a, it is as you mentioned, it is a a fighter game. It is built to be in the sky. You are playing as a as this ship hunting and fighting and dog fighting and all of that. So because of that, all of your gameplay takes place in the cockpit uh i don't know if if at any point i i don't know if i'm just not far enough but do you ever get out of your cockpit other than in no cockpits? yeah no so uh i've played a, a lot of multiplayer and i've played about halfway through the single player campaign and okay. when we talk about that i will explain why yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> um and it's it's really your only you are only ever in a ship. You're never getting out of the ship. There's never any like run and gun okay. sections. It's 100% ships. Which, I mean, definitely, it's something that I've secret. I, I, I think I secretly deep down wanted a game like this with Star Wars. Um, we got the Pod Racers, and I, I think I secretly wanted this game. But it still feels off. It doesn't quite mm -hmm. feel because, because you're not moving between the two, it almost feels choppy between your flights interesting and i don't know if it's maybe just the menu system and we can kind of we'll talk about that when we get to controls here in a minute well but. it can also be a little the, the game's pretty buggy um mm. like uh you know as an example the last one i was playing with my squad that i usually play with um you know we had uh, we were doing a, an ai fleet battle because mm -hmm. one of one we had we introduced new players and if you're under level five you can't play ranked matches so sense. you gotta play with you know we we use it to level level them up and teach them the basics and teach them how to do a fleet battle and you know I launch in a tie bomber and my screen is black I've got my HUD hmm. you know so I can see like oh here's my objective and here's some you know HUD information but my entire view is black weird how so. Does that happen often? Is that like a normal bug or? That's only happened once, but okay. there are often times where um, sometimes like the invitation system, where if you want to invite someone to your squad, that can be a little buggy. Um, you'll get error codes of like, hey, cross play, make sure cross plays turned on. It's like, yeah, cross plays turned on and both of us, uh, mm. I don't know why this isn't working. Um, matchmaking can also be a little weird. I don't know if that's buggy or just a bad matchmaking system. Nine um, times out of ten, it's bad matchmaking. Yeah. I have yet to see a system like maybe Overwatch that actually has a reasonable skill-based matchmaking system. Yeah. They're, they're all janky. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's some amazing games where you're going to play against like another squad that is like really like on your level and you're going to have a really mm. competitive game. And then there's mm. going to be a time when you match with people that are 200 levels higher than you, mm. which is... Like, like, like on the level, that sounds like a high distance, but I, I really want to emphasize, I have played this game, you know, I've probably played 100 plus games, mm -hmm. and I'm at level 25. So, like, let's just really? contextualize that. 
Okay, so, so it takes a bit <laughs> to level up. Then it, it takes a bit to level grinding. up. Grinding. Yeah, these are people that are grinding. Um, you know, so there is definitely you know, okay. and, and you know they have they have a couple different modes, but not many, and so so not all are made equal. Yeah, and we'll kind of we'll, we'll talk about the different modes here momentarily. Uh, the game is a uh, a class based game. I, I this mm-hmm. was one thing I didn't actually understand know about when it, it first released. It is class based, so you have a fighter class, interceptor class, bomber class, and support class. Um, all of which, so the uh, Rebel Alliance will have their ship within those criteria or within that those classes. Yeah. And then you also have your your Empire ship. So it's an X-Wing and a TIE Fighter for the Fighter class. A-Wing and TIE Interceptor for the Interceptor class. Uh, The Bomber class is a Y-Wing, and you guessed it, a TIE Bomber. Go figure. Uh, And then support is a U-Wing and a TIE Reaper. Yep. And each of those also are customizable. Mm -hmm. So uh, you're going to have different loadout slots. You can load out to your main gun. You'll have two auxiliaries. You will have a countermeasure. So think of that like flares to hit missiles or, you know, seeker warheads kind of thing. And then you can also customize your shields, your hull, and your engines. And you can have uh, multiple loadouts. So they start you off with two. You can earn more loadouts as you level up through the game. Okay. So uh, basically, like, for example, I have three loadouts currently on any ship. So when I'm in my ship selection, I have my four ships that I can select from the four classes you listed. Mm-hmm. And I can toggle through different loadouts um, that, uh, you know, are going to do different things. And the different loadouts are actually probably something that is going to be hard to get into. Um, you've got to do a little bit of thinking and there's going to be some Googling to figure out what some great weapons are. Uh, and there's also going to be some, Hey, that guy killed me with ion cannons and I didn't think that would work. So I need to check that out. Yeah. So, um, but you're going to, that's, that's one of the, a lot of the nuance of the game and a lot of the fun of the game comes in is trying these different loadouts that are doing different things. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, I haven't had a chance. I, I'm I'm not leveled up. At, I, I spent a couple hours this week playing, but I'm not leveled up enough to really have anything that I can modify or change about my ship yet. So yeah, kind of, I, I did notice there was a lot of customization. We'll, we'll get into that here in a little detail uh, a little later on because I have some funny things that I have to point out. We're talking about <laughs> janky, janky jank games, uh, but yeah, I mean. I'm going to be honest. I forgot where I was going with that. It's totally fine. <laughs> Moving on. So let's talk about the single player real quickly here before we jump too far into your uh, um, the mm-hmm. multiplayer game modes because I want to discuss those in length. Sure. Um, so the single player game, it, it takes place... It, you When you first launch the game, that's the first thing that you really get thrown into. I know. Yeah, so you... So one of the values of the single player game is that uh, it teaches you a lot of stuff that the, you're not going to learn if you dive right into multiplayer. I did multiplayer before I did anything else. Yeah. I played quite a bit. Uh, and then I went and played uh, the single player and I was like, oh, I wish I had kind of done that first because it teaches you how to drift. Drifting is very important. You will want to learn how to drift yeah. if you would like to be successful, particularly if you are like a dogfighter or if you just want to kill enemy ships. So we'll, um, we'll but, talk about the controls there. Cause that's actually yeah. one of the complaints that I have about the game is specifically with drifting. So we'll talk about controls here. Yeah. Really. It's good. Great, great 
great call. Yeah, right. So, so the single player is going to you know teach you about the game. the 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 premise of it is it starts right after uh, Alderaan is destroyed, uh, and then it jumps forward to after the Battle of Endor, um, and it's basically this conflict between the remnants of the Empire and the new New Republic. Uh, and the story has you alternate between a pilot for yeah. the Vanguard Squadron and Titan Squadron, which is the Rebel and Empire, respectively. What I noticed was you're essentially so you're playing like the you play the Empire side of the story, and then you play the Re Rebel side of the story. But there are times when you're almost intermingling to the point where you're fighting yourself. Yep, technically are... speaking, you're on the other side. Like it's really weird. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's 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 I mean. It's a single player campaign. The story mm -hmm. isn't super compelling. Uh, it's basic, you know, like run of the mill Star Wars. And, you know, there are some Star Wars stories that are some of the most comparing, compelling narratives uh, mm -hmm. in media, in modern media. Uh, this is not one of them. Uh, okay. And honestly, it's just not that fun. Um, there's a lot of people who, you know, my motivation to complete the single player campaign is because there's some skins you unlock. If you oh, do. okay. And so that's kind of cool as you unlock some stuff and they look pretty cool. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a good way to learn the basic controls and you can also mm -hmm. play it on, you can adjust the difficulty so you can practice against harder stuff, but you can also just sort of uh, try and figure out the controls. A big part of when you start off is just figuring out how the controls work in the game uh, because sometimes you're going to kill yourself more than you're going to be killing an enemy in your few, first few games. And the single player is a, a, a place where you can figure that out. There's also a yeah. practice arena uh, that you can okay. do that. I haven't, I haven't found the practice arena yet. I'll have to check that one out. But I, yeah, it, that's the biggest thing with the story that, that I kind of have mentioned here is like, it's the first two missions that you go through are meant to serve as your tutorial. It's, yeah. it's not, and that's about as far as I got before I started getting really pissed off really quickly. <laughs> Again, it has to do with controls. Well, I have a whole segment dedicated to that for us because it's insane. But multiplayer, there's mm -hmm. only two modes. We have a uh, dogfight with, the, which is essentially team deathmatch. Yep. Um, and fleet battles. Uh, what, what exactly is a fleet battle? So a fleet battle is essentially where you, it's a five-on-five five match uh, where you have your capital ship. So you have a Star Destroyer. Um, if you're Empire, you have an MC-75. If you're the New Republic, uh, you'll have two frigates and you will have raiders or corvettes. So essentially, uh, it's, object it's just objective play where you're going to start off where you're going to do essentially a, a mini dogfight at the beginning of the game. There is constantly a bar for morale where if you kill enemy ships, uh, either AI, because there are basically there's the five opponents, but there's also a bunch of AI ships that show up and don't really do much other than die. Makes sense. I mean, 5v5 is a little small for, yeah, for a know, huge for a fleet battle. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but really, you're you're just shooting those those five people. That's where a lot of the action is going to be. Uh, if you destroy them, you get plus 10 morale or plus five if there's only five left uh, and once you and there's essentially this tug of war that once one side uh moves to they basically are over, morale is overwhelmed doors you go on the offensive or vice versa you would go on the defensive and then you're trying to destroy the respective frigates 
uh, or light cruisers if you're the Empire, um, and uh, blow those up. And then once you do, you have access to the capital ship. Uh, so capital ships have four main subsystems. They've got two shield generators, they've got a power system, and they've got a targeting system. So you're trying to blow up these main targets and then attack weak points on the ships to blow them up. And the first person to destroy the capital ship of uh, their opponent wins. Um, if you And then, like I said, you're going to be constantly switching between offense and defense. Uh, if you try and attack your opponent when you're defending, if you try to attack their big ships, you technically can, but you'll be killed. You'll be shredded. The the, the aggressiveness of the AI, the aggressiveness of those ships, and their damage goes way up. Uh, so it's a really fun uh, tactical consideration. I can't really speak for if you're going to go into this solo, if you're just going to try and queue. Um, that can probably be a, a really great experience. But one of the great experiences with fleet battles is, you know, going in with, you know, two or three or ideally even four friends and having a live ch and having your voice chat and coordinating of like, hey, we're going to hop in some interceptors. We're going to go kill these people. You guys hop in bombers. I'm going to be on support. And you all sort of coordinate and work together. And that's where a lot of the fun of squadrons really yeah. comes in is like having these coordinated battles. And I, I will say um, I'm a I'm a very big Star Wars nerd, like really, mm -hmm. really big. Um, I have Japanese Darth Vader oh, right over there. Um, but, uh, one of the most fun things is just, you know, quoting the movies, playing these battles. I'm going in for my bombing run. I'm not going to make it. They're on my tail and just, all right. yeah, all it's, right. all fleet right. battle, fleet battles where all the fun is happening. Like dog fighting can be super fun, but fleet battle is where it's at. Okay, so how long does that game last? Because that actually sounds a lot longer of a and more tasks than I originally anticipated. How, how long is the game? Uh, the there is a time limit uh, for the game. Okay. I'm not sure what it is because we've never gone to time, but there are going to be about a ten to twenty minutes, depending on how good you okay. are. If you get matched against someone who's going to slaughter you, or mm -hmm. if you get matched against someone you're going to slaughter and you basically never switch, you're just always on offense or always on defense, that thing can be over in maybe 10 minutes. Uh, but if you're like a really competitive game, it can go upwards of 20. Okay. So. That's, that's still not terrible. I mean, yeah. at least you know kind of what to expect. It's not an all-varying situation. It's Yeah, of... if, I, if I sit down for two hours with my friends to play squadrons, we're going to get in four or five matches. Okay. That's not bad at all. Now, um... Are there any other game modes that you can see them adding or that you would want to see them add? Because two just seems low. Yeah, I mean, and they're going to add them. Like, we've, we've got a couple updates already. Um, they've added a couple new maps. Um, right now, there's a rotation of about the same six maps. It has not gotten old. Part of that is because, um, you know, you're learning the game and you're figuring it out and the competitive aspect uh, is fun enough. Like, I mean, I'm not playing six hours a day. If you're playing six hours a day, I'm sure it gets tiring and I'm sure it would oh, get old. Yeah. Any the, like that though. I mean, that's not, you know, Yeah. I mean, I, I, right now I play three times a week for a, two to three hours at a time. So that's, that's about what my frequency enough. is. Yeah. And so they're adding new things. And here's the thing. I, you, your requisitions, you get requisitions and glory are two resources. Uh, okay. Sorry. One second. No problem. All right, we'll let him uh, yeah. wait here for a couple moments. 
so yeah, and not only are you getting your your uh, reputation and glory, the glory is what allows you to upgrade all of your equipment. So beyond just your unlocking as you go along, you do have the option um, to purchase them from the store with the glory that you've uh, uh, that you've, you've earned. Let's go ahead and add Scott back. There we are. No problem. No worries. <laughs> Uh, oh, we got you muted. There we go. One more time. I apologize. Uh, it's okay. I was being punished. Um, oh, but anyway, as Nate was saying, you're unlocking glory and uh, you're using glory to unlock things like cosmetics and like little things that you can get in your cockpit and you and also paint jobs for your ships. And you're using requisitions to unlock weapons, uh, subsystems, uh, engines, and things like that. So I haven't unlocked everything I want, but I took a pretty specific um, uh, look at, at the things I wanted and I unlocked those first. So that's what I do. Yep. Yeah. And so um, I would say that uh, you can, it's not uh, restrictive. It's not like I need to play a ton to unlock the stuff I want. Mm -hmm. As long as you're smart and say like, oh, like look up a little bit of what the systems you want to uh, play. If you're like, oh, I really like playing in a bomber. I really like playing in an A-Wing. Um, you can kind of focus on those as well. Um, there are definitely times where people just kind of play to a role. Um, so it can be really helpful in that way. Well, since we bring up customization and, and being able to unlock that, so yeah, I, I mean, ultimately we're looking customizable weapons, shield, cosmetics, pretty much everything else when it comes to your ship. I want to point out the customization of our characters for just a few moments here and some of the weird, weird things I was able to do with this. So first things first, uh, you can pick any face that you want. That is your face. If you go in and choose your body, it does not matter if you change your gender. It does not change your face. So you can put any face with literally any body and it starts to get funny after a minute. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, have, I have a blue dude and just it's that was one of the weirdest things with customization, though, is, is you pick your face, you pick your body, you pick your voice, you're done. That's all you get for, for people. But the moment you get to your ship, everything is customizable. Yeah. So uh, kind of one of the just the weird things I noticed. Yeah, uh, what, yeah you can get little hollows and little like trinkets and whatnot. So yeah, so just like uh, you can see it on your dash. It's it's basically as if it was sitting on your dash. You can get uh, there's a baby Yoda in there now. There is. Uh, I'm not sure. But it's like a little bobblehead that you can get. You can. It's fully fully customizable. But they do not care what your person looks like. They do no. not care. I, I mean, I put a helmet on mine. Cause yep. I, yeah. So, I mean, like, it, again, it, it's not, you know, to paraphrase Harrison Ford's words to Mark Hamill, uh, it's not that kind of game kid. Uh, you know, it, you get an X wing and you go pew pew and you blow things up yeah. and, and sometimes that's fun. And you know, here's the thing. It's 40 bucks. Uh, mm -hmm. if it was 60 bucks, I might feel like I was cheated out of a full experience. Um, I have friends yeah. who picked it up from GameStop for $18 um it is you know it's vr compatible so you know there's some vr stuff that you can do there like for the price it, i have felt like i've gotten a lot of value out of it for 40 dollars because i did pay full price because i'm a you know chump uh but yeah, I, found discount. I found a lot of discounts i picked mine up for like five bucks i think by the by the time i was done <laughs> like, that's the only reason i own this game right now yeah um but like if you're a star wars fan and you've like kind of like i've always wanted to be in the next wing i've always wanted to be in a tie fighter like I mean, it's the, you know, it's the best 
starship Star Wars simulator, uh, in my opinion. I think Battlefront's uh, attempts at, at you know space combat have been fine, like they're fun, uh, but they're just not as in depth here. And I understand that like Battlefront air uh, like space battles that was. Like that's what I was hoping for. That 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 was more of the expectation that I had going in. So you do get some, but this is this is a completely different ballgame. Yeah, this is you know as you mentioned, like there's no you know single player uh, character. You know, you hop out of your pocket and you know shoot someone and plant a bomb in the capital ship, and like that was a really fun aspect of Battlefront Two mm-hmm. uh, back in the day on the PS2. And um, I you know I'm not saying. Uh, squadrons wouldn't be fun with that. But one thing that I like is they've really focused in on, on what it is and like the feeling of like just barely escaping, uh, you know, getting shot down or, you know, blowing up a star destroyer is just a really cool feeling. And, you know, I'm not saying everybody's going to love the game, but if you were a big fan of, you know, flight simulators from star Wars back in the day, but on your PC, then like this is the ultimate culmination of what you wanted. Well, last last thing here then kind of kind of almost segueing in um but one of the biggest drawbacks that I have with the game and really the only thing that takes me out of the game is the controls of how you actually fly though. So, first thing I noticed um you don't have a head to swivel. So, when in order to turn your point of view, you have to turn your entire ship and i know that there's supposed to be a free look option that would allow i don't have that option doesn't matter what i select doesn't matter what i do i cannot free look so in order to turn the entire ship i have in order to look anywhere i have to turn the entire ship it doesn't allow me to drift so i can't turn quickly so my biggest issue with this game right now is i can't track anyone i can't move fast enough to get turned around to find out where anybody is Hmm. So I think that might be a complaint that um, would probably um, be resolved with a mechanic that they have of the lock-on mechanic. Okay. So they teach you that if you want to, and I'm gonna I'm gonna speak yeah. for a PS4 controller. Um, so if you're on PC, if you're on Xbox, I'm sorry, I don't know what the equivalents will be, um, and that's a problem, right? I mean, it's cross-platform, which is great, but I. I've literally tried to help people through it where they're like, I'm on PC. What's the button for this? And I'm like, I have no idea. Oh, yeah. No, that's a completely... Right. So the controls are are functionally, and you can switch these around. And I've I've made some customizations. Um, I've inverted my look because it's a space fighter game. And, of course, I'm going to invert my, you know, access. the aviator setting just so it was... Yeah. Yeah. So basically you've got a throttle um, and it's got, you know, uh, you're completely full stop. You've got a halfway point. You've got a full throttle and you can be anywhere in between those. Um, Full stop, obviously you're full stop. Halfway, that's where you're going to be most um, able to turn and able to look. Full throttle, you're going full speed. Um, And you are manipulating your ship um, both in terms of uh, how it's oriented and moving up and down with the right stick, whereas you're throttle. Mm-hmm. Uh, some will have the stick switch about what they do. I switched it so the, the left has my throttle and the right has my orientation. Yes, that's what I have it set to as well. Yeah. Uh, it just made the most sense. It, it's, it's backward the other yeah. way. Yeah. Um, but basically, if you are looking at an enemy or if you're looking at something, you press L2, that's going to lock on and give you information mm-hmm. about their ship, information about what they're doing. And it will also track them while they're mm-hmm. out of your view. 
Um, that's totally fine, but that requires you to find someone before you can lock onto them. However, if you press X, it will just find the nearest available person to lock onto. And you can actually uh, open up a bar to select how you want X to prioritize. So okay. you can prioritize it to enemy AI, enemy squadrons, allied squadrons, flagship systems, etc., etc. And if you're okay. not using X to find enemy ships, you will not be finding enemy ships. And it will okay. make dogfighting really unfun for you. I'll have to check into that. Because, yeah, my, my biggest issue was, again, I, I couldn't get turned around fast enough. So they're going this direction. I'm going this direction. Suddenly, they're going this direction behind me. And I'm getting blasted out of the sky before I can even react because I can't get my ship turned around fast enough to, to even fire back. So... And yeah. I don't know if that's a lack of being able to look around and see everybody or if it's if I, I don't I'm also wondering if I'm doing the throttle wrong. So this is the other thing that I noticed the, uh, with the throttle um, and it actually plays into the rotate as well. So I wish that the throttle was more of your uh, standard push forward to go. And if I let go of the button, I stop. OK, right. What, uh, where it fully, it's more of a, not a, almost a toggle, not a toggle, but, uh, this, sorry, squadrons feels like a toggle switch right now. You flip on, you're going fast. Whereas, uh, I prefer it without it where you can more gradually. And so what I'm ending up doing is I'm thinking I'm just going to start going a little bit and end up blasting my, uh, my, my, um, throttle all the way to this, the the top i go to slow back down and all of a sudden i'm all the way back down to the bottom sure uh, and then i go to turn and and instead of of turning i'm rotating i just start rolling instead right and well ships can't do this that's not how ships work right yeah. so they they require you to rotate and then basically go up and down right yeah it's it's it follows the i mean science it, it follows physics fairly well for being a star wars film for, for being a, a game that completely mm -hmm. takes physics out of it with starships right, right? <laughs> but it it does it makes the controls almost hard you have to really think about what you are doing are are you actually accidentally moving forward are you are you actually turning your you know rotating your ship are you going up are you going down or are you just simply spinning in a circle yeah you know yeah so Maybe that will come with practice because one oh, thing that like like that comes with with what well, I found with the throttle like the throttle is what you make of it right if you want to go forward mm -hmm. a little bit give a little bit of throttle right mm -hmm. and just you know adjust it and it's something that you have to keep track of a lot of these things mm -hmm. one thing that when you're starting out you will not keep track of that is really important are your power systems. Yes, so, that was, uh, I, I, I was going to bring that up. So yeah, what are our power systems? Go, go ahead on those. So there's three power systems in uh, a New Republic ship, and there's two in a Imperial. So you've got engines, weapons, and shields. So basically, uh, you can toggle your power to basically either have them all equal, or you can put basically all power to one. Uh, and it's pretty self-explanatory. If you put everything to engines, you're going to go faster. If you put everything to weapons, your weapons are going to recharge at a greater rate. And if you put everything to shields, your shields are going to last longer. Mm -hmm. uh, you can also, in a New Republic, you can change if your shields are in the front or the back, like all power to forward shields. Yeah, uh, uh, X does that, yeah? Uh, well, uh, I guess it would be square. Square, yeah. So yeah. if you hold square, and then it'll just come up with a little uh, you know, HUD that'll say, do you want it front or back? You can just select front or back. Uh, if you're in an Imperial ship, you can either do engines or weapons. 
but you can with the same command of square in ps4 x and xbox okay. uh select all power to engines or weapons uh okay. to basically increase your speed or increase the damage and recharge rate of your weapons um so uh the imperial ships are generally going to be faster uh okay. than the uh new republic and the new republic are going to be stronger in terms of they're going to be just they can take way more hits can they all right and, and i think that that system being able to transfer where your power actually goes is one of the small nuances that if you can get good at that that is that is what you're actually flying you're you're not yeah you're trying to blow things up you're trying to shoot and whatever else but like being able to control your ship so that you don't die while still putting out damage is if you can find that balance correctly that is where the game lives yeah. not necessarily just in how you turn around you know yeah well and one of the big things uh that really competitive squads are doing is they're basically coming in doing their damage and then they're running back to get repaired by their frigates or their light cruisers when you're on offense your frigates and light cruisers during a fleet battle can repair you and resupply you because if you've got proton torpedoes or you've got certain rockets there's a certain amount of them and you'll run out. Uh, and so you can go replenish yourselves, heal yourselves. And every time you die, you lose morale for your team. So basically okay. people like they'll uh, rather than kind of go shoot until they die, they'll choose to do a, like a little bit less damage in exchange okay. for running away. And then, you know, you lose no morale. And when you're a newer squad that doesn't really understand those, the squad tactics, like that's mm -hmm. going to be really punishing to you. So um, that's something that I think about, like the controls are, are going to take some time for oh. anybody. I would say if, if the controls are giving you a hard time, like play the, play the, play the story. Uh, it teaches you everything you know about the controls in an environment that is very, like if you're, if you're trying to learn in dogfight, like that's a bad yeah. idea. And the yeah. AI for fleet battle is actually pretty tough. Uh, yeah, if you have normal AI, um, okay. like, cause you'd expect once you're pretty good at it, they're just going to beat you every time. Yeah. Um, I would say they are probably, uh, the AI is equivalent to maybe like a level 10 to 15 player, uh, okay. which can, if you start off with is going to just kick your ass. Yeah, Easy is going to be easier, not. obviously, but you know. That's fair. And that's fair. So overall, what, what would your opinion on the game be? What, what, what would, what do you think overall of the game? Would you recommend it? Absolutely. I think it's a super fun game. It's not the greatest, ro most robust experience in terms of there are only two game modes. We've got an update with two new ships coming out sometime and there's new maps, but uh, you know, it's got a single player game that is not worth playing unless you really, really, really want to have, the you know that the practice or uh so yeah play the first three or four missions and then be done um you know but unless you really love like the star wars story um and you really like i'm gonna do this like anything for canon type yeah people I, I don't care how i get the story just give me the story yeah rather than just looking it up on wikipedia like the rest of us um you know so if you like i'd say like don't bother with the single player dogfight can be really fun but fleet battles where a lot of the fun stuff happens that's also the only one that's ranked so if you want to improve your rank and actually get yourself put into placement matches so that the matchmaking is a little bit better you're gonna be in fleet mains um it's most fun when you've got a group of friends if you're just like gonna go in by yourself um I don't think it's going to be as fun. 
because uh, you're not doing a lot of that coordination, a lot of that teamwork. Because um, if you are not doing teamwork, you cannot be five individual starfighters. You will lose. You need to be working with your team. And it's okay if there's two people you don't know and there's two people you do. Like, that can still be really fun. Um, so, like, it's best with friends. If you don't have friends, go get some friends and say, hey, we play squadrons with me, even though we don't know each other. At least pretend to have friends. And, you know, you can always join us here on this here. Join, join, join us in this chat. And if you make a comment with your gamer tag, I will add you because I need people to play with, too. All right. Anyway, get that out of the way. The obligatory mic poll. Um, I like the game. I think it's fun overall. I Like I said, it feels like a game that I've wanted for forever, but didn't truly know that I wanted. The controls could be a little more user-friendly. They just feel backward, like I said. It feels split weird, and I'm not sure how or why. But I recommend it. I recommend yeah. picking it up. It's a lot of stuff. It's not super intuitive. Like, once you get it, you'll get it. Mm -hmm. But it takes some work. Like, it's not something you'll dive in and be like, I got these. Right. You're going to yeah, crash no. into some asteroids. Some maps are going to be more your friend. I remember there's a map that's just empty, Yavin, and you'll go, yay, I can't crash into anything, uh, especially after you're playing, like, the Nadiri dockyards where you crash into everything or, you know, like, it, you know, so. Fair enough. Well, Scott, thank you so much for joining us today. I, I've i had an absolute blast talking with you. Go ahead. Uh, any any plugs for us? Any uh, channels streaming? Anything like that? No, uh, I'm I'm boring. I don't I don't stream. I don't YouTube. I I play games without an audience, but that's, that's okay. I've really appreciated being here, and I like talking about things. So I will always yeah. talk about things. It's, it's fun. I I enjoy doing this every week, and I would love to see more people up in the comments joining us and watching. But uh, we'll we'll slowly get there and. It'll be a little more fun as we go, but uh, I, again, appreciate it. And I got to give a special shout out, to, as always, to my good man, uh, Patrick. Patrick Beatty uh, at Pat B Reviews and PatrickBeattyReviews.com. He's the one that actually puts this show on. He's the he's the one that created it. So got to give a special shout out to him. I'm Nate's Legend. Catch me at Nate's Legend, both on Twitch and Twitter. But that's our show today. Thank you guys so much for joining and keep on gaming.